folks, big Wednesday. You know what that means. Big Alabama football talk. Crimson Tide taking on Ole Miss. This weekend on Saturday, 2.30 p.m. Central Time, kickoff CBS. We'll have the call on the game. Bryant-Denny Stadium. But right now, you're rocking and rolling with the baddest in the game here. And you talk Crimson Tide football. That be yours truly, Stephen M. Smith and John Ivory, the fun bunch, bringing you your Crimson Tide football live from the Magic City of Birmingham, streaming to you the show on YouTube. Speaking of a channel, you go ahead right now, drop a thumbs up, give a like on the show, hit that subscribe button, turn all of those notifications on, hit that little bell so that way you can have all of your news, notes, updates, alerts here on your favorite program, that being the Crimson Tide. Also, you can check us out on Facebook and Twitter as well, all forms of social media, streaming to you the show. We got, we got a great show. We got a big show today. We got two outstanding guests. First and foremost, we'll be joined later on by the superstar herself, Miss Evelyn Van Pelt of the Rebel Walk to go behind enemy lines and talk about Mississippi football, Lane Kiffin, Matt Corral, what could be awaiting the Crimson Tide this week at Bryant-Denny where Ole Miss is concerned. We'll also have my, my man Justin Smith, the scouting and recruiting analyst for Touchdown Alabama Magazine, the Crimson Tide, picking up a big verbal commitment for the 2022 class, four-star Elijah Pritchard from Columbus, Georgia, by the way of Carver High School. So, going to have a chance to speak with Justin on that. But we want to hear from you, the Bama Nation. Ring those phone lines today. You can do this by calling 205-448-1358. But I'm going to call in to let your voice be heard on the show. 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. Definitely want to hear from you. But daily super chat go. $75. The daily super chat going. Gotta shout out! Jimmy! Boom! Bam! Cash money! Throw it in the bag. Clave at $25. Dollar donation starting us off with a bang. But right behind him, my man Spencer Revley comes in dropping that $5 donation on his own end. So we appreciate Jimmy Clay and Spencer getting us started here with the super chat donations. But we jump into now, topic number one of the conversation, and uh, we've had a lot of dialogue about what how big this game is for Alabama's offense, how big this game is for Alabama's defense. It's a marquee matchup against an Ole Miss team, head coached by Lane Kiffin. This is a hungry group, a focused group, and Kiffin, you know, wants to be that first former assistant coach under Nick Saban to take out the boss, to beat his former employer, but... I think this game is huge, mega, when you look at Alabama's offensive line. This is a game where where Alabama's front line offensively does some more growing because um, it got challenged a little bit against Florida. It got a little bit – it grew up a little bit more against Southern Miss, especially left guard JV on Cohan. But I feel like this game right here is going to be a big test, a big opportunity to show more growth for the offensive line because this group is going to be going up against a defense in Ole Miss that's going to create pressure, that's going to want to try to get to Bryce Young in the pocket, rattle him, rough him up. Uh, frustrate him a little bit. So this offensive line from uh, Evan Neal at left tackle down to Chris Owens at right tackle. This is a big game, a big opportunity for this group here, head coached by or coached by Doug Marone uh, uh, for the Crimson Tide. And uh, just pulling out the two guards here for a minute, Emil Echior at right guard, Javion Cohen at left guard. This is major for these two because of the fact that you know, a lot's going to be put on these two. Ole Miss likes to blitz. They like, they like to blitz guys into the same gap. And um, if they blitz guys off the left guard, if they blitz guys off the right guard, Cohen and Echior have got to be able to smash guys in and protect Bryce Young. Smash guys in, stalemate them, shield them, seal them off from the quarterback. Give Bryce an extra second or two to go through his progressions, his reads, his options, and throwing the football. But they also have to mash guys in and creating those running lanes for Brian Robinson, Jace McClellan, and the rest of the entire running back room here 
for Alabama. So this this is like a mar this is a matchup where Ekior, Javion Cohan, grow up game. Put the big man pants on. Huge matchup for both of these two in uh, making sure that interior of the Alabama offensive line stalemate in this old Miss front keeping the pressure off of Bryce Shovel, most importantly, being able to run the ball right in uh, this defense and create those opportunities for the uh, stable of backs that Alabama has. And uh, while we love to praise the Ole Miss offense, when you look at Mississippi, we think Lane Kiffin, Jeff Levy, who's the offensive coordinator, Matt Corral, Jerrion Ely, Snoop Connor, Dontario Drummond, we name all of the offensive guys. And Ole Miss has a great offense, averaging 52.7 points per game. There's a reason why Coach Saban hails this group as the best offense Alabama's going to face uh, as of right now. But as much as you praise the Ole Miss offense, do not sleep. Do not underestimate this Ole Miss defense under DJ Durkin. DJ Durkin can coach. This guy can flat out coach. He has improved this group from top to bottom. Last year, Ole Miss was giving up 38.3 points per game. This year, they've cut it down 20.7. Big difference. Big improvement. Ole Miss has 16 sacks this season. They forced 13 turnovers, including six interceptions. They break on the ball. They sack the quarterback. They create turnovers. They fly around the field. And DJ Durkin is bringing in a very unique scheme here. And Coach Saban talked about it today in the SEC Coaches Teleconference. What, what Ole Miss will do is it's, it's a 3-4 based alignment set, but they will send three and they will drop eight back in the coverage. They will send three guys to rush the quarterback and they will force the opposing quarterback to read the, to read the defensive schemes, to read the zones, to read the disguise coverage packages and really work through those progressions. Now, of the three guys that they see in, one of those three guys is Big Sam Williams, number 13 from Montgomery, Alabama. This guy gets after the quarterback. He's got 14 career sacks, four of those coming this season. So they've got him and other guys behind him affecting the play uh, of opposing offenses. They also, have, they also have an inside linebacker, Chance Campbell, who leads the team in total tackles with 19. But just going back to Durkin here for a minute, Interesting tidbit on him. So uh, he's he's very skilled when you look at defensive ends and outside linebackers. He played that position in college at Bowling Green. He was a defensive end and an outside linebacker from 1997 to 2000. He's coached at some of the biggest programs in college football. He's coordinated defenses before. He was at a big program in Florida coordinating defenses. He was, he was at Michigan calling defenses. So he knows how to conjure up things. He knows how to create pressure. He knows how to affect the opposing team's passing game. And in 2019, before Alabama settled in on Pete Golding as the defensive coordinator, Durkin was on the – Short list of coaches for Alabama for that D.C. job. D.J. Durkin was on that list. And Saban talked about the amount of respect he has for Durkin in terms of his scheming, his strategizing, putting game plans together, and making sure all of the players he coaches on that side of the ball are on the same key. Has a lot of respect for Durkin. But Alabama went with Pete Golding for 2019, of course, Golding's for the D.C. now. Uh, D.J. Durk in 2019 was the defensive consultant for the Atlanta Falcons in the NFL, but the man can flat out, the man can stomp down coach. And when you look at Ole Miss, this defense, once again, they're going to create pressure. They're going to want to come after Bryce Young. They're going to, they're going to rush three, drop eight in the coverage. So this is pivotal for Bryce Young as he has had a strong year thus far. 15 touchdown passes tied for second among quarterbacks in college football. Quarterback rating of 87.7, sixth in all of the country. It's going to be big on him to read the progressions, read the defense, know where he wants to go to with the football, being able to pick this unit apart because this unit 
under Coach Durkin, very much so will improve. So while we love to laud the Ole Miss offense and talk about the Ole Miss offense and what Kiffin's done and the guys on that side of the football, do not hold your nose up at this Ole Miss defense. They are much improved. They are aggressive. They have a nasty attacking mindset. They want to get after the quarterback. But most importantly, they also want to stuff that run and clamp on to, the, to your receivers as well, going back to the rep, going back to Ole Miss, six interceptions uh, of those 13 turnovers they have created here on the season. So a big matchup for Bama's offensive line. From left tackle to right tackle, got to protect Bryce Young this week. Got to run the ball right at this attacking defense and, and get, this, get this run game, get this balance going when you look at Bill O'Brien calling the plays here for Alabama's offense. But we go to a break here on the show. Don't touch that dial. Just getting started. When we get back, we go to the phone lines to take your calls, your thoughts, your tweets, your texts, your chats, your interactions, conversation with you guys. The Bama Nation comes after this. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting weownthefourthquarter.com. Throw them foes up. This is Matt Cadell, former Alabama wide receiver, and you're listening to In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith with Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And I got two words to say, baby. Roll Tide. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care in support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit Emily's Heirloom Poundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at Emily's Heirloom Poundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Poundcakes, making memories from scratch. We are back into the action here, folks. From the break, I'm the number one form for Bama Football News. In my own words, George truly Stephen M. Smith, touchdown. Alabama Magazine on a Wednesday hump day getting you your Crimson Tide football news. Now, I, I remember I saw in the chat where, before we came back from the break, a couple of fans, a couple of you guys were going, well, Ole Miss hasn't played anybody. They haven't played anybody. What's up with all the panic? I'm not saying it's panic. And, yes, Ole Miss has not played anybody Big, big yet, but just going back to last season and how outstanding that offense was and driving the ball up and down the field on Alabama's defense. And then on top of that this year, how improved Ole Miss's defense is. You just never want to overlook anybody. You don't want to overlook anybody. You want to make sure you're putting the right amount of attention on each team on each program, on each school that you're facing, that Alabama's facing, because these schools getting better, these schools improving, these schools most definitely are competitive. But we go to the phone lines now to take your calls. Call statement brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. But I'm going to call in to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. Got a shout-out, Jimmy Clay again, that $25 donation helping us out here on the show. Appreciate the love from my man, Jimmy Clay. When we take our call right here, you're live on the show. What's going on? How you feeling? State your name and where you're calling from. Stephen, I tell you what, this is old President Wayland calling from up here in Jasper, Alabama. I tell you, I'm still wound up from Saturday. We had a historic show there Saturday. Over 1,000 people on the live game show. 1,000 people, I tell you what, I'm so excited to see that. There can't be anybody any happier on TDA than I am, and also on Monday, another historic show. Stephen, I tell you what, you just, buddy, you are tearing the ground up like a like an old mule dragging the plows, my granddad. You say in the field, I tell you though. Let me say this right here first. I want to tell everybody, Mister Bias has created a Blue Wrench Gang on the Facebook, 
So everybody on Facebook, when you go on Facebook, just type in the Blue Wrench Gang. Y'all join. We get in there. We'll talk. We'll have a good time. We'll talk Alabama football. And, buddy, i tell you what, we'll add all on the line. Steven, I want you to lay some good words on me now. Let me have it. Tell, tell me all about it. Well, Wagner, you know, I, I fancy myself as a John Deere tractor, getting the work done as, as the John Deere tractor of it all. But th- this is a good week. This is a good week uh, for Alabama. They've had a very strong week of practice. And when you look at just the defensive players and talking to those guys, they know how important this game is. For Darian Mathis, Henry To'o To'o, Jordan Battle got let back into the room after his D's comment from a recent press conference, but Coach Saban got uh, Jordan Battle back on to talk with us. But they all said, we have to communicate this week. We have to talk this week. We have got to find the ball. We have to bring that Bama mentality to this game because all of these guys, with the exception of To'o To'o, he was at Tennessee last year, but the majority of this defense, they remember last season, Ole Miss, gave, Ole Miss offense gave that group problems. They're ready to settle the score here, so looking forward to Saturday. All right, sounds good. Cities, towns, countries, and states. I see everybody on the in the chat. Everybody calling in, donating, giving you comments. I see everybody. There's so many now. It's hard for me to get around everybody, but I'm waving to everybody. I love y'all. And we're gonna remember the last year. What was 1999? The last year Leonard Loser done Leonard Loser there, and he passed away. Leonard did in 2001. So I'm gonna start doing Leonard now, bringing him back. So that's the way we're going in. Did everybody stay safe? Have a good week. We'll be back on Friday. And listen, this is how it's going to go Saturday night. Everybody take a deep breath. It's Alabama versus Ole Miss at Bryant-Denny on Saturday afternoon. Some say it's a student versus a teacher when Lane Kiffin brings in his Ole Miss Rebels into T-Town on Saturday to try and knock the pack of dumbs out of first place. It will be a 15-round slobber knockup. There'll be no need for a Karate Kid 4 movie because the Lane train will be derailed. Lemon's loser, Ole Miss. Get me out of here, pussy. I'll see y'all. Bye-bye, everyone. Appreciate the call there from Wayland leading us off here on a Wednesday. We continue with the calls here. You are live on the show on a Wednesday. What's going on? How you feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Hey, feeling good, feeling good. Hey, Brother Steven. This is Alan from Colorado. Tyler Jocker calling in. Absolutely. Al, how you feeling, my man? Oh, wait. Hold on just a second. There we go. Just got to get myself ready here. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, this this weekend is why we are fans of college football. These are two teams that can really get after each other. They are strong on both sides of the ball. They got smart coaches. That's why we follow recruiting. That's why we follow the coaching signing. That's why we follow the stats. That's why we – uh, listen to shows like this is because we want to get ready for these games where a man is just head up to head up, mano a mano, just beat them up, slap them down, and, and everybody taking their best shot because that is what it's all about. Man, I love it. I love it. Can't wait for it. So uh, just God bless everybody, and uh, we'll see you next time. And uh, just always remember to roll tight. Appreciate the call there from my man Al out of Colorado getting us some love here on a Wednesday. Definitely going to be a fun matchup between Alabama and Ole Miss Saturday, 2.30 p.m. Central Time kickoff. CBS will have the calls. We'll have Gary, we'll have, uh, Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson in the queue there. But we take a call here. You are live on the show. What's happening? What's going on? How you feeling? State your name and where you're calling from. Hey, Steven. This is Corey from Trustful. How are you doing this afternoon? Bye. My man, Corey, doing fantastic. The better question is, how are you? I'm doing great. You know, I'm glad we're having a strong week of practice. You know, I think this defense wants to make a statement, and I understand you're not going to shut down a Lane Kiffin offense, but I think this defense remembers what happened last year. They were embarrassed, and they had to come to Jesus meeting last year. I think they want to show that – they can at least slow down this offense. And I think, yes, you want to score when you get your opportunities, but I think what's going to be key is running the football and setting up, in a way, long drives to keep Ole Miss off their offense on the sideline because 
well, it's nice to see these big chunk plays. I think it's great to kind of chew the clock and limit their possessions. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, Corey, absolutely right. Absolutely right. This game, uh, you got to take the clock. The best way to neutralize Lane Kiffin is to not have his offense on the field. So as much as you can grind out long play drives, 10, 12, 15 play drives, and then score on those drives if you can, that's huge because you want to keep Ole Miss's offense off the field as much as possible. I definitely agree with that. Appreciate Corey from Trustville for that call. Very good thoughts right there from him. You definitely want to have those long drives. As you're continuing to – Get your thoughts in, 205-448-1358. But I'm going to call in right there, 205-448-1358. We're going to uh, shift to this. Coach Saban updated the uh, the media in the uh, coaches' teleconference on one Brian Robinson uh, running back out of uh, – running back Tuscaloosa native for the Crimson Tide, a fifth-year senior. Robinson will play against Ole Miss this weekend. He's had a great week of practice. He's looked great. He's looked strong. He's done everything that the coaching staff has asked him to do. He's looked really, really good coming off having you know some banged-up ribs there against Florida down there in Gainesville. He did not play last week against Southern Mississippi at Bryant-Denny. Crimson Tide going more so toward Jace McClellan, Roy Dale Williams, Trey Sanders got into the ball game late there. But but Saturday against Ole Miss, Brian Robinson Jr. will be on the field. He will play. A coaching staff very pleased with the progress that he has made on the field. So good news there for B-Rob. We want to see him touch the ball quite a bit because as Corey mentioned in the call, you want to have this offense be able to melt the clock, take the clock, shorten the game, possess the ball more. And I'm pretty sure Coach Saban is going over these types of things with Bill O'Brien throughout the week of practice. But we're going to go to a break here. All callers, just hold through. We'll be back to you guys in 10 minutes. Hold through. But we're going to take a break right here. When we get back, we go to our two superstars, Miss Evelyn Van Pelt of the Rebel Walk to talk Ole Miss and our own Justin Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine to break down the latest in recruiting. You'll hear from both right after this. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. All right, folks, we are back in from the break of a number one form for Bama Football News. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, the Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And before we get to our our two outstanding guests, got a couple of super chats. So uh, Spencer Ravley has come back in here. Spencer Ravley with another $5 donation. Appreciate the love there from Spencer helping us out. And Jimmy Clay, one more time, $20 donation coming from the man Jimmy Clay. Appreciate Spencer. Appreciate Jimmy Clay and all of you donating in, writing in, texting in, chatting in, calling in, making this your show on a Wednesday. But now we transition to the In My Own Words hotline. We pick up the first of two major superstars. And I tell you, I met this lady right here at SEC Media Days. That's why I enjoy the event so much because I meet so many awesome people. And when I tell you, you think I have a PR team. This lady has a A1 PR team because they have been excited to have her on the show today. They've been pumping it up nonstop. And that is Miss Evelyn Van Pelt of the Rebel Walk EV. So happy to have you in here. How you feeling? Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be in here with you today. And great uh, Ole Miss Bama game week. Can't ask for anything more. You really can't. So we're going to jump right into this, Evie, because 
Ole Miss quarterback Matt Corral, who last year in this game, 21 for 28 passing, three touchdowns, played extremely well, and now another year under his belt in the Lane Kiffin system. You've got Jeff Levy as the offensive coordinator. Not many people talk too much about Levy, but he's kind of another mastermind of this scheme. But where have you seen Corral grow the most in this Kiffin-Levy system here as a quarterback? Well, I tell you what um, – he he always had the arm talent and the legs. You know, we saw that last year. What he didn't have last year was the benefit of having a spring training in Kiffin and Levy's scheme. And, uh, you know, because of the COVID year. I mean, COVID messed up a lot of people. But I think for the people who had first-year head coaches, as Ole Miss did, I think it kind of affected those guys more. And last year, it was Corral's third different offensive system in as many years he had rich rod as an, an offensive coordinator and phil longo and then jeff levy so this is the first time since he's been at ole miss where he will actually be running the same scheme for the second year in a row now in terms of what i've noticed the most about him it is his leadership it is just off the charts he's not just leading the offense he's leading the defense too he is taking it upon himself to get on the defense when he thinks they need it. So I think he is unquestionably the leader of the entire team. He's uh, Kiffin told us earlier this week on Monday, he was asked about his leadership, and he said there's just so many intangibles now. I mean, he is in the Manning Center at 5.30 a.m. every day, you know, watching film, going to meetings, working with the coaches. So I think that there's just been a commitment from Matt to kind of get to the next level, and I think we're, we're seeing that. Matt Corral in the practice facility at 5.30 a.m. At 5.30 a.m., Evie, I'm trying not to cheat on my eyelids, but that's the difference between <laughs> Matt Corral and yours truly. We got Evelyn Van Pett of the Rebel Walk right here on the show breaking down Alabama Ole Miss for this weekend. But, Evie, as good as Corral is, and he is dynamic, he's got some playmakers around him, and all of these guys had success against Alabama a season ago, and I'm referring to guys like Jerrion Ely, Snoop Connor, both of those two running backs. Uh, uh, Dontario Drummond only had one catch last year for 11 yards, but he's a big-time receiver. And you also have Braylon Sanders as well. What sets these weapons apart, these pieces apart, as marquee pieces going into this Alabama game? Well, I tell you what, um, in terms of, uh, I, I think, you know, honestly, I was listening to your caller before um, before I came on talking about how uh, he thinks the it's going to come down to the running game. And I think that that may be, you know, that may absolutely be true. I think whoever whoever establishes uh, the run game better may, may end up being the, the winner. But, um, you know, I think that everybody thought last year, at the end of last year, at least everybody outside of Oxford, gosh, we're losing Kenny Yeboah and Elijah Moore. What are we going to do? What's that What's that going to look like? Who's going to step up? What's going on? And I think, you know, you mentioned um, Drummond and Mingo and Sanders, and I think uh, Dontario Drummond has just done a phenomenal job there. Uh, he's playing in the slot where Elijah played, and Kiffin actually talked about that on the SEC uh, coaches teleconference today, but uh, Drummond uh, right now has 20 receptions, 339 yards, 17 yards of carry, catch, uh, four touchdowns, was named to the Bullet and the Cough Award today, watch list, and I think he's just a big, strong guy. He's doing a good job. All three of the receivers Corral has talked about have kind of taken that next step where they're not just out there, you know, running the play. They're actually coming to him after plays, in between plays. What did you see? What were you seeing there? You know, so they can kind of communicate better and not just know uh, what they're doing, but just kind of what Matt is seeing out there to kind of learn how he makes his decisions. So I think that in terms of the receivers, Ole Miss, you know, they just kind of reloaded, kind of like Bama does. 
EVP, people put so much emphasis on Ole Miss's offense, and uh, for obvious reasons, when you have the mastermind of Lane Kiffin, when you have Jeff Levy, and the plethora of weapons that they have on that side of the ball, but Ole Miss's defense is very much so improved, and uh, DJ Durkin's a very interesting character. I mean, he's had, he's been a little bit of everywhere, now he's at Ole Miss, and he has really got that defense playing up quite well. I remember he was kind of on that short list of Bama candidates for the defensive coordinator job before Alabama landed on uh, Pete Golding. But what specifically has Durkin done to get this defense playing better than what it has been? Well, I think uh, Ole Miss fans, and absolutely no offense to Pete Golding, but I think Ole Miss fans are really, really happy that they have Coach Durkin. Um, you know, one interesting thing to me, I think, was going this year to the three two six and defense. And it's funny because uh, after, I mean, the Louisville game was pretty much the first time even any Ole Miss media knew that we had completely switched defensive schemes. And that's because Kiffin took a page out of Saban's book <laughs> and uh, media wasn't really allowed in to see much of anything. I mean, we get to see stretching. That's about all we get to see. So, I mean, how um, fun is that, stretching? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. You know, uh, well, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I don't want to sound creepy, but I'm a female, so I probably appreciate it a little more than some of the male beat writers do. I, uh, you know, whatever. But anyway, we won't, we won't go there. But um, stretching has its moments, I guess, and it definitely has its purpose. But um, anyway, I think that that was something that was really interesting. And I think, you know, I don't know. Somebody asked me if if uh, Durkin and, and co-defensive coordinator Chris Partridge came up with that and went to Kiffin and Kiffin approved it, or if Kiffin, uh, you know, came up with it, heck, Monty Kiffin could have come up, you know, I mean, he could have decided. He's an analyst on the staff and a defensive guru. Um, so I don't know. I'm not sure exactly who came up with it, but I think that it was a masterful decision for a couple of reasons. I think that it utilizes the personnel Ole Miss has. Um, they are very good on the back end, and I think got a lot of a lot of talented kids, mix of returnees um, and some new kids, and so that's an area of strength. But also, if you think about it, when Matt Corral struggled last year in a couple of games, Arkansas LSU, it was because they were dropping eight on him, and he wasn't quite sure what to do with that, and it led to you know those infamous interceptions in those games, and so he has practiced you know all spring and all fall against drop eight. So I think that, you know, that was that was kind of a really good thing that they that they did also. But I think that they are very familiar with this scheme now. They had a spring and a fall to work on it. And to your question, I think Durkin because these kids know what they're doing and where they're supposed to be and, and uh, what their what their job is out there on the field. Um, they're able to play faster and looser, and I think you're seeing them be a lot more aggressive than you did last year. It's hard to be aggressive when, like Lane Giffen said, some of them didn't even know where they were supposed to be lining up, you know, because things were new, <laughs> switching people around. And so I think that that, I think familiarity, I think, is, is enabling them to be a little bit more aggressive. She is Evelyn Van Pelt of the Rebel Wall, graciously joining us here on a Wednesday on In My Own Words. Yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, talking Ole Miss, preparing us for this Alabama Ole Miss matchup taking place on Saturday. Evie, as always, it's a joy. Thank you so much for coming on, helping us out here. Looking forward to seeing you with the game. I know. I'm excited. It's going to hopefully be a really fun one. We'll look forward to it. Absolutely. Evie Van Pelt, the Rebel Walk, join us here on the show. Awesome conversation right there. And we transition from that to the man, the myth, the legend on the ground in recruiting. I'm referring to none other than our own Justin Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Justin, what's happening with you, man? How you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling good, Steven. Outstanding. So, Justin, Alabama got another huge verbal commitment on Tuesday and for the 2022 class, and that was four-star offensive lineman Elijah Pritchett out of Carver High School in Columbus, Georgia. This is huge right here for the Crimson Tide in terms of verbal commitments. How big was this in your mind, uh, Alabama landing another guy in the trenches? 
Yeah, I think this was a huge pickup for the Crimson Tide, picking up um, Elijah Pritchett. Of course, he's a four-star offensive lineman, currently stands at six foot seven, weighs two hundred and ninety-five pounds. So he has that prototypical size, which you're which you're looking for at that type of position. With them being a longer prospect, a guy who has opportunity to add some weight to his frame as well. With them being two hundred and ninety-five pounds, he's really athletic. I think he's if not the most, one of the most athletic offensive linemen in the country. Just take a look at his film. He gets to the second level really quickly. He's a guy that can pull a block. He can do a little bit of everything at that type of position. So Alabama got a huge pickup from Elijah Pritchett, adding him to their 2022 recruiting class. Now, Justin, do you ultimately see him as a guard or as a tackle? Because you, you spat the numbers there, 6'6", 295 pounds. To me, I see more of a guard there. Now, he could put on more weight, provided if he you know, definitely signs that national letter of intent for the Crimson Tide. But do you see him more so developing better as a guard or as a tackle? I feel he's a true tackle. You take a look at his highlight film, that is where Carver High School plays him at. He really looks natural there. So I think that is his natural position. Of course, Alabama, as you like to say, and as you constantly say, and what Alabama likes to do, they like to cross-train guys, play guys all across the offensive line, plug, plug and play them all across that offensive front. So he's a guy who could possibly play multiple positions at the next level. But I think his true position is the tackle position when you take a look at what he brings to the table. We got Justin Smith here on the phone, guys. If you're just tuning into the show, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for Touchdown Alabama Magazine. So, Justin, you and I have both talked about this. This is a big week right here in terms of recruits, uh, targets, prospects coming on the campus of the University of Alabama, checking out Bryant-Denny Stadium for these visits or unofficial visits. And one of the biggest guys, Arch Manning, family royalty, the Manning family, 2023 quarterback, you know, th th this is a huge situation. So uh, can Alabama have um, a performance in your mind against Ole Miss that could maybe sway Arch Manning to join the Crimson Tide? Could that happen to you in your mind? Um, yeah, great performance is always going to look good to any recruit. But I think, in my opinion, I think the atmosphere probably will be better than the performance. If it's a great atmosphere, I think that speaks a lot more to Arch Manning because I'm pretty sure he grew up watching Alabama dominate a lot of kids growing up as juniors and seniors in high school. They grew up watching Alabama dominate. They know what they can do on the football field. So I don't think an impressive performance alone, but if he's able to go into Ty Bryant-Denny Stadium and it is a full-capacity crowd as expected and the atmosphere is great, I think that speaks volumes because you can't, you all, you can't get that on TV. That is something you can only expect experience um, in that particular environment. So I think that a, a great atmosphere in Bryant-Denny Stadium would go over really well for the Crimson Tide. But you push for Arch Manning, along with a couple of other guys who will be on campus, including two official visitors in the 2022 recruiting class, five-star offensive lineman Devin Campbell, and also a four-star running back in Javante Burns. Javante Barnes out of Arizona and the Crimson Tide will also have five-star cornerback Tony Mitchell on campus for the third time this season, which is huge. And I feel they are quickly becoming a favorite in his recruitment. So I think a great environment and a great atmosphere in Bryant-Denny Stadium will, will go over really well with those recruits. He's Justin Smith, people, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA. Coming on here, breaking down the tie, latest verbal commitment for the 2022 class, four-star offensive lineman Elijah Pritchett, and also discussing big weekend in terms of visits for the tie, including 2023 quarterback Arch Manning making that visit to Bryant-Denny Stadium on Saturday for the Alabama Ole Miss matchup. Justin, as always, we appreciate it. The time, the effort, the energy that you put in to give us that recruiting news nuggets updates. May you take care of yourself. Be good. You do the same, Steven. Outstanding conversations with Evelyn Van Pelt of the Rebel Walk and also my man Justin Smith. Touchdown Alabama Magazine breaking down tight recruiting. But what's better than that is getting the chance to talk with you, the fans. And we're coming back to you guys right after this. Your phone calls, your thoughts, your conversations. We're getting to you guys. Don't touch that down. Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Visit weownthefourthquarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace. What's up, Bama Nation? This is Rudy Griffin, former Alabama defensive lineman. And you're listening to my guy, Stephen M. Smith, in my own words, brought to you by Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Roll, time, roll. 
know what we do at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw them foes up, but now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. We are back into the action here, folks, from the break of a number one form for Bama Football News. In my own words, George truly Stephen M. Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Got a shout-out Randy Harris with that $20 donation in the Super Chats. Appreciate the love coming from our man Randy Harris helping us out here on the show. Really great conversations there with uh, Miss Evelyn Van Pell of the Rebel Walk in the recent segment, and also my man Justin Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine, giving us that recruiting update. But we're back in to take your calls, your thoughts, your conversations. Phone lines open right here, 205-448-1358. That's the number to call in and let your voice be heard on the show. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. We grab a call right here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How you feeling? State your name and where you're calling from. Roll Tide. This is the Corrupt Author. I'm calling from Montgomery, Alabama. And uh, I just want to make a statement that's going to be a shock to Bama fans. Bryce Young is a black hole to the offense and the defense. He's not making his reads on time in the first game, running out of the pocket, making uh, all, most of his throws to wide on receivers. That's due to his legs. They tried to make him stay in the pocket the second game. His stats regressed a little bit. Florida game, they gave him laterals and and uh, passes, like three yards, which Florida didn't catch on because they didn't have film on that. 21 points in the first quarter. Once they caught on, shut down our run, shut down everything. Um, and everybody's stats dropped. And he's, his issue is confidence. He's going to have to stay in that pocket, get the ball out in two and three seconds over the middle and mid-range. Y'all come for me in the comment section. I'm going to hang it open. I'm going to listen to you. Okay, so we, we, we got the caller in here talking about Bryce Young. Okay. Part of that is you got to have the offensive line protecting you all the way. When you do not have uh, when you do not have protection, especially off the right side where Chris Owens is concerned and where Emil Echior is concerned, and you got guys constantly getting pressure to you, what the heck you going to do? Of course you're going to run around. Of course you're going to try to extend the play. And, yes, every throw may not be pinpoint accurate, but this is still a Bryce Young with 15 touchdown passes. He's second in college football. He has a QBR of 87.7. He is sixth in college football. His passer rating's up there as well. I mean, the guy is setting records as a sophomore right now. So, I mean uh, – to me, it's going back to what Coach Saban said, everybody around him has got to play good. It's not just him. He's doing a fine job. But everybody around him, the, uh, the offensive line protecting, uh, the running backs picking up some of those blitzes also, even the receivers, you can't have drop passes. you got to create that separation. So uh, I'm not just going to put this completely on Bryce Young. Yes, I would like to see him run a little bit more when he's provided those, when he's provided those wide open lanes. But aside from that, I have no issue with the way Bryce Young is playing right now. But we take a call right here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How you feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Stephen M. Spencer from Lafayette, Georgia, sir. How are you? Doing great, Spencer, and yourself. Doing wonderful, sir. I got a quick question for you. Last year, uh, playing Ole Miss, we were definitely not prepared, and we were not ready. We got our defense got war slapped out. So this year, have you seen anything or let me know what you have seen 
on our game so far this year that shows that we can change out our defensive players to keep them fresh without getting penalties. Okay, so what I saw last week, Spencer, and I know people are going to say, well, it's Southern Miss, but it still is something. I saw Alabama finally go to substituting more defensive linemen in, and that's important because as, as good as, you know, Fedarian Mathis is or as talented as, as, as he is as some of the other guys are, you want to see Tim Smith get in the game more. You want to see Byron Young get out there more and LeBron Ray and Stephon Wynn and other guys to show – other players in the team that they can get that rest, that they can be substituted, that you can you know, keep guys fresh on the field. So getting more guys in games, getting more guys on the field that know what they're doing as far as attacking their gaps, reading their keys, having disciplined eyes, most importantly getting to the ball, I saw that against um, Ole Miss, uh, against Southern Miss, and that gives me confidence going into this matchup. But appreciate Spencer there for that call. I also want to see some ball control here from the offense where uh, Brian, well, Bill O'Brien is concerned calling the offense. But we go to this next call right here. You are live on the show on a Wednesday. What's going on? How you feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Mattress Matt from Mobile. How's it going, man? My man Mattress Matt. What's happening with your brother? Oh, man, I'm doing great. Uh, you know, I got really excited about um, uh, Christian Leary. And, uh, you know, I, and I hadn't seen him any, at all. I, I don't guess they put him in the game. Or is, did something happen to him? Is he hurt or what? Because because he's uh, he's supposed to be uh, the fastest guy in, like, the whole NCAA. Christian Leary is not hurt, Matt. The thing is, at wide receiver, Saban wants, Saban wants you to focus on so many things prior to you actually catching the ball and making plays downfield. He wants to see, can you block? He wants to see, can you be engaged with the ball not in your hands? And then there have been some moments where Christian Leary has struggled with drops, whether that was in fall camp, whether that was in a, a different practices, different scrimmages. He did have some moments where he struggled with drops. So, He's learning. He's getting better. He, he, he will get his time soon, but he's definitely talented. Appreciate Mattress Matt there for that call. Continuing with the call segment, you're live on the show on a Wednesday. What's going on? How you feeling? State your name and where you're calling from. How's it going, Big Steve? This is Tobias calling from Fresno. We got Tobias from Cali, baby. What's going on, big man? Oh, man, I'm excited about this game, sir, and as always, I just want to commend you on the way you represent during those uh, meetings, uh, those uh, press conferences, always asking those great questions, giving us some insight. So great job on that, Champion, and, and what your team does on that uh, tailgate show is awesome. Um, it allows some of us to get together and talk football. Um, you know, I don't want to diminish diminish you know, anyone, but sometimes some of the fans kind of say some things that's a little bit off, but um, it's nice to get around and kind of be around Bama fans, you know, in that chat. So thank you for putting that together too, Steve, because it's, um, it's, it means a lot. But my thoughts are this, I, I'm, you know, you have a little bit of angst about a game, but Steven, I don't know, am I crazy? Ole Miss ain't played nobody either. And I went back and looked at their tape. I looked at our tape. Uh, I, you know, I understand what the other caller is saying. Bryce seemingly the ball coming out a little bit late. Um, but I think, it, you know, he'll grow into that. I see him making all the right moves. Um, and I think some of that is scheming too. So, you know, Mr. O'Brien can, can kind of step it up and show us what he got. Open up that playbook a little bit this week. Um, and give us some more. But let me just say this. Our receivers, I looked at the tape, Stephen. They're not blocking like that last year's group or the previous year group was blocking for each other, loving on each other like that. None of our screens, none of our, our quick throws are working when we got that tripod out there where uh, guys are supposed to block for each other. That's not happening. And I do want to see the run game as well, like you said, I agree with you. If we can get that running game, continuing to roll, if B-Rob is ready this week, man, I'd love to see that play action 
game kind of elevate up in terms of defense. I just want to say I did watch the tape, man. You know, Henry, you know, sometimes he's, he's out of place, man, a little bit. You know, he's he a little bit out of place, um, not, not, not keeping his lanes and stuff. But um, I really do believe that this defense is still gelling. So we're going to come together this game. And that press conference from Saban, he's feeling good about the way we've been practicing. So I want to tell all the Bama fans, and I could be wrong, I believe that this week Alabama definitely covers. I believe they win by more than two touchdowns. And I believe they finally put together 60 minutes of a real game, and we get to see another championship team come together. Anyway, I'll hang up. You know, I always support you. I'll drop some money in the chat to you, man. Keep doing what you do. Outstanding call from Tobias Brookings, man. Gotta love my guy to California. Great call by him. Absolutely agree with that. We continue with the calls here. You guys lighten us up. You're live on the show on a Wednesday. How you feeling? What's going on? State your name and where you're calling from. What's up, Steven? This is Sean from Huntsville. Sean from Huntsville's back. What's going on, boy? Hey, man, nothing much, man. Wanted to call real quick while I had a moment, man, and address the caller that called and said Bryce was a black hole of our offense or whatever he said. I don't know what he said, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. Respectfully, I hope he's still listening. Brother, listen to me. Bryce is not only outstanding at a young age in his progressions, he goes through his reads extremely quick. He has a quick release. And most importantly, at that age, he throws the wide receivers open. You don't see quarterbacks that young throwing wide receivers open. Secondly, as far as when you see Bryce holding the ball, he holds the ball because a lot of times our wide receivers have issues getting off press coverage, believe it or not. Thirdly, as far as Florida done this and done that, Florida did the basic essentials, what great defenses do to quarterbacks. They beat us on the right side, and they flustered him by, I'd much rather take a sack than an interception and give them the ball for down and distance. So respectfully, that was probably the most asinine thing I've ever heard. But I respect everybody's opinion. Love the show. I'm always here, brother. I mean, I get the call as much. Roll tide to everybody in the chat, and I'll continue to support as always. Absolutely. Sean from Huntsville calling in here, giving his thoughts on this Alabama Ole Miss matchup coming up on Saturday. We take a call right here. You are live on the show on a Wednesday. What's going on? How you feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Uh, this is Kyle from Foley, Alabama. Kyle, what's happening, brother? Listen, we have got to do a better job getting lined up up front, our front seven, and getting better penetration up front. I know Ole Miss is going to come out, and they're going to go very fast, and it's going to be very important for the linebackers to communicate, the DBs to communicate, and the defensive line to get lined up. We cannot afford another Florida, where they're going to keep gashing and gashing, because then that's going to open up the play action, and Ole Miss is going to hit big plays. And if Pete Golden could not get this right, I don't see why we just don't bring back Joe Kynes and stop that inside trap. <laughs> Appreciate that call right there from Kyle on the phone. I mean, I agree. You have to get guys lined up, and Henry Toto talked about it, you know, this week. It's He's got to make the communication call out there. But once he makes that call, you got to trust everybody to line up. And then he himself, To'o To'o, as the Mike linebacker, he's got to get himself in position before that ball is snapped to get to the football and make plays defensively. Good call there from Kyle. We take this call here. You are live on the show here on a Wednesday. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Hey, it's uh, Smitty from Pensacola. Say that name one more time, sir. Smitty from Pensacola. Okay, Smitty, how we feeling today, man? Hey, feeling good, man. Uh, you know, I called in um, before the Florida game, and uh, I said we was going to win by 30. And, uh, and honestly, you know, I feel like had things continued the way that they started in the first quarter, we would have. And, uh, you know, I've been meaning to call back, but, you know, I've been kind of busy. Um, but I just wanted to say this, man. Uh, you know, first of all, I think we need to get off the uh, D.C. <sighs> yeah, I think a lot of it is probably on him. But at the same time, uh, 
I, I saw a lot of mistakes with the uh, with the uh, players on with some of the players on uh, on defense, missing assignments, missed tackles, all that good stuff. Um, I just wanted to say this, man. Uh, you know, I feel like this. Uh, I have a lot of respect for Ole Miss. I know that they're gonna, you know, bring it, but I also know that you know we've been preparing for this, and I feel like. I feel like, uh, you know, this year is going to be a little bit different. I don't think that they're going to come out there and, and have our number on defense. Um, I think we're going to win by 21. Out. Appreciate Smitty there for that call right there. His thoughts on the Alabama Ole Miss game on Saturday. Everybody calling in, writing in, getting your voice be heard. Love it, love it, love it. We got a couple of super chats to get to right now. So how about McConnick? McConnick with that twenty dollar donation. Appreciate the love there from McConnick, helping us out right there. Who's behind McConnick there, John? Can't quite see that name. We got Tobias Brookins. So 25 from McConnick and 20 from my man Tobias Brookins on a Fresno Cali land right there. Helping us out on the show. We're going to switch gears here to this topic. And that being the time and network has been announced for the Alabama-Texas A&M game, which is set for next Saturday. Uh, October 9th, which will be at, uh, at uh, Kyle Field, College Station, Texas. CBS will have the call on the matchup. It'll be at 7 p.m. Central Time, 7 p.m. Central, 8 Eastern Time. So under the lights of Kyle Field, ruckus, rocking College Station, Texas, Alabama has had a lot of success at Kyle Field, even with the renovations of that venue, the Crimson Tide has been able to go down there, take care of take care, take care of business, excuse me, and get wins. So CBS will have the call next week, 7 p.m. Central Time, uh, for Alabama and Texas A&M. But we take a call right here. You are live on the show on a Wednesday. What's going on? How you feeling? State your name and where you calling from. What's up, Stephen A? It's the real deal from Manistin, Alabama. Uh, I love your show. I appreciate what you do. Um, I got two quick points to make. First off, that one caller saying Bryce Young was a black hole. Man, did he not see Paul Tyson go in that game and bounce hot footballs in there? Like, God, please don't let Bryce get hurt because he's going to have a rude awakening. And second, I want to know what your thoughts are on Kool-Aid getting more playing time. Well, I'll take the Kool-Aid one first. I think he should. I think he should. Whether you put him in the boundary or whether you put him as an outside island corner, I think what he did all spring long and having Coach Saban say his name all spring long and all summer long, I, I truly think Kool-Aid deserves to get some work in there. And then, yes, Bryce Young is not the black hole. Bryce Young is progressing. Young is having a very fine season, a, a fantastic season at this point. And, well, Paul Tyson made some plays out there against Southern Miss. Come on now. He did complete two or three passes. He did complete a bomb to Javon Baker. He did get that ball to Cameron Latou to get down there in the red area. So Paul Tyson did have some good moments out there on the field as the backup quarterback. But uh, appreciate that call right there coming from the real deal out of Aniston. We're going to go to a break here on the show. Appreciate everybody lighting us up here on the phone lines. When we get back, we will dive into one Jaleel Billingsley. We've talked on so many things. But Jaleel Billingsley, this is his game. This has all the makings of being the game for Mr. Number 19 out of Chi-Town. We'll talk about Billingsley after this. I'm Alec Moore. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith on Touchdown Alabama YouTube channel. you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. 
Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, back in from the break of a number one ticket for your Crimson Tide football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith. Touchdown. Alabama Magazine, appreciate everybody for donating in, writing in, texting in, chatting in, calling in, letting your voice be made known on today on Wednesday's show. Appreciate the love from all of you. And before we get to the final topic of conversation, got to remind you of TDAware.com. That's TDAware.com. So for all of you fans still overjoyed with the Crimson Tides National Championship from the 2020 campaign, we want you to check out our Championship Collection merch. Now this means you grab you an 18 of them things, folk, hoodie, t-shirt, or sweatshirt, as well as our Got 18 We Do shirts. Designs that feature all 18 championship years on the back. You head on over to TDAware.com, do it right now. TDAware.com. You go to the Championship Collections merch tab and you get you that gear today showing that support for Coach Saban, the University of Alabama, the student athletes, and us here at TDA. But like I mentioned before the break, we have touched on so many facets in discussing the Alabama Ole Miss matchup. But the one facet we haven't touched on, this is a game for Jaleel Billingsley. This is the game for number 19. This is the game from the man, for the man from Chicago, the former four-star in the 2019 class. Like, this is Jaleel's football game. And uh, going back to last week, first time really free, out the doghouse, six catches, 105 yards, one touchdown. Coach Saban spoke on it. Much in, better energy in practice, more energy on the field doing exactly what he is supposed to do, and then the chemistry of, of he and Bryce Young, right there. Young spoke on it Monday. Loves having Billingsley and the two both with him, and he's like, man, having those two guys makes my job a whole lot easier as a quarterback. And the two is good, and the two will have his say, no question about it. He will have his say in this football game. But when you look at a guy, that's got first-round potential written all on him. Jaleel Billingsley has first-round potential written all on him, written all over him. This is a first-round guy. And this game right here against Ole Miss, it opens up his campaign to show the NFL scouts he's first-round, he's top priority, he is the best tight end in this respective draft class. And... I go back to this. Alabama has always saved its tight ends for the biggest moments, for the marquee moments. It did it with O.J. Howard. Remember, 2015, O.J. Howard wouldn't catch the ball. And then the college football playoff came around. And all of a sudden, Howard became visible to Lane Kiffin. He had you know, a big game against Michigan State. But then, oh, goodness, the Clemson game. Dabo Sweeney, Brent Venables. No answers for O.J., no answers for the Howard man. The guy literally had two touchdown catches in the game, ran all over the Tiger defense. They had no answers for O.J. And then Irv Smith, kind of the same thing. You know, Alabama held Irv Smith into the biggest marquee matchups. When they turned Irv Smith loose, and he went wild on everybody. So when I look at Jaleel Billingsley, he has that type of pedigree. He has that type of big play uh, capability. He has that type of potential written all over him in a sense of uh, Ole Miss doesn't have a guy that can match up one-on-one with Jaleel and take him out the fray. I mean, at 6'4", 230, he is faster than linebackers. 
He is more physical than cornerbacks and safeties. Ole Miss does not have a guy that can line up one-on-one and take Big 19 out the picture. This is, a, this is his game. This is his game. This is his moment. He is an incredible mismatch, a matchup nightmare for opposing defenses. And I remember when Ole Miss had guys like Evan Ingram and Kenny Yaboa last year, you know, they were matchup problems for Alabama. Because Ole Miss would throw that seam route, and Evan Inger would get down the field and score, and Kenny Yabola would get down the field and score. You look at your little that same type of ability. I remember having a conversation with Hale Hinches, former Alabama tight end a while back, and he said, Steve, and this guy, he's a, a little bit of O.J. Howard, and he's a little bit of Irv Smith. And then I remember having a conversation with Mike McCoy, Former Alabama wide receiver, 2009 national champion. He is the founder of the Maximum Performance Institute in Bessemer. And he said, look, this dude, 19 Billingsley, I see Evan Ingram, but then I also see Kyle Pitts, who played at Florida. This is the game for Jaleel. This is the matchup for 19. He caught a touchdown pass against Florida off that one target. And when he comes back against Southern Miss, and was all over the field. Six receptions, 105 yards, one touchdown. The Golden Eagles had no answers for him. Couldn't stop him, couldn't defend him, couldn't have a body on him, was free all over that field. And then this week against Ole Miss, yes, it has an improving defense, absolutely. Yes, DJ Durkin is going to have a different type of attacking style going up against Alabama, yes. But when you have a guy... That is 6'4", 230. When you have a guy that has that chemistry with his quarterback and Bryce Young, when you have a guy that built like a tight end but runs routes like a receiver and you can put him out anywhere and he just makes plays all over the field and you can't put a linebacker on him because he's going to burn that guy. I mean, you can't put a, a corner or a safety on him because he's going to elevate over the top and snatch balls away from those guys. This is the matchup for Jaleel. This is, here's the game where he stamps his spot as, I'm a first-round pick. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. I'm about to do some serious damage here on the field to Mississippi's defensive secondary. So keep your eyes on Jaleel this weekend. Big game for him. But as always, folks, you want the best in news, notes, information, and coverage on your favorite program, that being your Alabama football team. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You can download the app from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you got the Android phone for your audio listening needs. We got you covered. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Overcast.fm, or iHeartRadio. Got you covered there. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I shall return on Friday, giving you more information and giving you more entertainment on your Crimson Tide football program. As always, Bama fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link will be found in the description. You can also get a fresh edition, print edition of TDA the Magazine by going to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Become a member, a subscriber today. That link in the description also. And if you're trying to get your hands on that four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry, courtesy of weownthefourthquarter.com. That's weownthefourthquarter.com. That link in the description as well. But until next time, people, husbands, love your wives. Wives appreciate value. Those husbands, children, you know what your job is. Continue doing the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, good thing, legitimate thing to not be bored. You get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. You protect yourself. You protect the loved ones around you. Until Friday, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith. You've been listening to In My Own Words. 